Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Richard Dunham from Ghibli Minute. And I'm Chiego Dunham, also from Ghibli Minute. And this week, we have a guest. I'm Jack Stovold from reopeningthewormhole.com. Thanks for joining us this week, Jack. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since we've had you on Ghibli Minute, so it's nice to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to be here. Okay, today we're talking about... I'm sorry, I didn't... What did I, was I talking about you? No. I was no. just going to okay. say, this, it's just like a Ghibli movie. Yeah. Yeah, just like it. <laughs> just like mm-hmm. it. Uh, this week we're talking... Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. This... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to do it today. It's Monday. I've got the Mondays, guys. Today we're talking about minute seventy-six, which starts with Fred telling Mister Thorpe he's looking for a better job, and it ends with Fred reacting to part-time duties at the soda fountain. Ugh. Ugh. That's what is his reaction. Was that was that his reaction? No. I I guess. You guess. Didn't seem too into it. Yeah. I guess it's weird to go back to any job after you've been dropping bombs. It, Yeah, it has to be weird. After you've spent three years behind a Norden bombsite. Yes. Did you guys look up Norden bombsite? I did not, but I assumed you would. Yeah. <laughs> if you're asking the question, you already did. <laughs> That's a good answer. So the Norden Mark 15, or the Norden M series, was in the U.S., uh, used by the U.S. Army, Air Forces, and the United States Navy during World War II. So I guess this is, this was a kind of a gizmo. It, it was obviously, uh, had a lens where you could look through it and uh, look and see where you were dropping the bomb, but it had a gyroscope on it. And it had all of these instruments to kind of gauge and measure how much drift there was on the plane due to wind. And it had actually a mechanical computer kind of incorporated into it. So like through the use of gears and stuff, it would perform all these calculations to tell you based on kind of the conditions of the airplane, like where your bomb was going to fall if you released it at that moment. So... It was kind of a solution to, well, all those problems. Like the, uh, you had, uh, it was very difficult to drop bombs because of all of these factors that you had to take into consideration and the kind of, you had to, you had to approach in a straight line for a really long time, which is kind of set yourself up as a sitting duck. So this thing was also helped with all of that and it was also kind of tied into the autopilot of the plane in some instances as well so when they say sight then that means like a targeter like a gun sight like basically yeah yes and not and not like a place a site where the bomb has been dropped s-i-g-h-t a site not s-i-t-e okay that's correct so yes so he was a He's doing the dropping, not being the droppy, obviously, because right. he's here now. Yeah, so it was first worked on by a Carl Lucas Norden, who gave it uh, its name. He was a Dutchman who came to the U.S. 
but he started working on it, uh, let's see, in 1920. Oh. So this was being uh, developed during the interwar period. Mm. Well, it's a good thing we got it instead of the Nazis then. Yeah, it was a big secret, but it wasn't a very well-kept secret. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah. The Nazis were also working on their own version of this. Yeah. It's basically a, a targeting computer. I mean, we've all seen st- the trench run in Star Wars. That's basically the same thing. Right. Switch to targeting computer. computer. Yeah. The Norden bomb site. Once I was re- doing all this reading, it reminded me of, have you guys seen uh, the Kurosawa wartime movie, The Most Beautiful? No. I haven't seen that one. It's about these women working in a factory grinding lenses for gun sites for uh, the war for zero fighter planes. Yeah, but it was. I first saw it with like really bad subtitles translated from Chinese subtitles. Oh. Like somebody wrote subtitles in Chinese and then translated into English, and then I. Mm. That was like the... backstroke of the West. <laughs> Something like that. And I thought it was pretty cool. I was thought it was like, wow, this is kind of like the Japanese twelve o'clock high. And you know, and then I finally saw it a few years ago with good subtitles and the propaganda and it made me almost throw up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, okay. Yeah. I, I that's what I thought this I heard I remember reading like he had to do a propaganda movie or something, right? Yeah. That's okay, so that's that one. All right. Yeah. But yeah, lots of uh gun sites, bomb sites. Mm. Anyway, so then, yeah, so he's talking about his experience getting the bomb on the target. Just doesn't prepare him for a job at a drugstore. Yeah. This is the second time I had like a little echo of... Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street, (laughs) which you talked about last week. Yeah. uh... Just the um, accentuating of your speech by pointing at the table and putting your finger down on the table in a very enunciated way put them on On my my desk desk. yeah get the bomb (laughs) on the the target target. (laughs) put those letters to santa on my desk (laughs) so this guy you said his name is mr thorpe mr thorpe his old boss or i guess the new boss new boss Yeah. yeah yeah he does they don't know each other but um what is he doing with his nose throughout this whole scene? Yeah. he He's like inhaling. Does he have like a coke habit or something? something. <laughs> it's the next, uh, it's the next minute where like when Fred leaves, he tells him to take yeah. care of that cold. So, oh, okay. So I assume this is some kind of antihistamine spray. Okay. But it's not in a spray. It, but it's not yeah he's not like squeezing a bulb or anything no right? he's, he's just, very unclear what he's doing he's just yeah. blocking one nostril inhaling and then i don't know what else that's just yeah i i, I tried to look because we saw a little bit of this last week of of this scene yeah i tried to look for what this might be i didn't find anything mm. if it's just a cold it's a very Odd detail to put into the scene. I don't... Like, what purpose does it serve? Yeah, and it's not like (laughs) he's, like, tipping the bottle into his nose or anything like that. He's just holding it up to the unblocked nostril and then... It's like smelling salts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like smelling salts. But I know, but it's not like those... uh, What is that thing that people do where, like, they pour 
stuff into the back of their throat through their nose. They like to clean out their sinus. You guys ever heard of that? No. Sounds very unpleasant. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I know those two passages are connected, but it's still... I don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, this is uh you'd think you do you think this is like something that they sell at the at the drugstore? I I don't know. I mean, if it is a drug, it would belong in a drugstore, would it not? When I tried to look this up, all I got back was uh, in my search results were like asthma inhalers. Mm, it's weird. I don't know why it's in the scene. Yeah, it gives him a little weird it's a ni- I guess it's kind of a, it's a nice contrast with a cigar later in this week. <laughs> yeah, a small bottle to put up to your nose to smell. There's let's see, there's nozin nasal sanitizer. I'm looking for the nasal sprays for cold release. Zcam. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is weird. It's bizarre. Yeah, I wonder how much it would be at the drugstore because we get a pretty good idea of the prices of a lot of other things <laughs> yeah yeah some of which surprised me like that toothpaste at 19 cents is more expensive than aspirin yeah at 17 cents and yet somehow baby oil is 79 cents and then cold cream is 69 cents yes yeah um. i don't know are some of those like would oil be like in a shortage during the Maybe. war years <laughs> Baby oil, baby. specifically. Baby oil. <laughs> Need it for the jets. Yeah. The baby oil. Right. <laughs> All the babies have been harvested for the war. <laughs> Seems like of all those things, aspirin should be the most expensive. But I tried to look up some prices. I found like on like some history uh, website, it has some prices for various items in the 40s. This claimed that toothpaste was 47 cents in Pennsylvania in 1948. Hmm. The other weird thing is, I don't know that, uh, do you think this is like a period thing or just a movie thing that no actual product names are in the ads? Mm. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I wonder if it depends on the product too. Because if it isn't like a soda, like a Coca-Cola or... Something like that that is pretty brand heavy, or like at least has been in the 20th century. Yeah. I wonder if in general toothpaste or aspirin was just more of a general... Like maybe brands weren't like just as well known. Like yeah, maybe they just... There like wasn't... Visine, like what the hell Didn't have Colgate. Yeah, yeah Colgate, yeah. what is that? <laughs> yeah, probably the price is just whatever the cheapest brand is they're putting up on the sign, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, probably... I also like that it's in quote annual sale unquote. <laughs> no. <laughs> Today annual sale. <laughs> it's the anniversary of our last annual sale. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. This is this is the first uh, Prime Day. <laughs> <laughs> One day only. Were you guys able to identify any of this stuff like up on the oh on the like ledge? that upper shelf like along the wall? No, nah, it's hard to see clearly. Yeah, it's... Oh, see, you got the Coca-Cola. I was talking about it, but one of the posters on the ledge looks like a Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. The machine at the soda fountain also has a big Coca-Cola logo on it. Yeah, and... Some fans. Yeah. I don't know, this ledge reminds me of um, at this rotating sushi place near where we live. 
when I was little on the ceiling, there used to be this ledge thing for some reason, and they would put toys up there. They'd have like a Thomas the Steam Engine set That's right, yeah. up there and like a bunch of uh, stuffed animals. And that just reminded me, this just reminded me of that and how I would wait for my food and just stare at the ceiling <laughs> wanting to play with these toys. You don't have to wait for your food at a revolving sushi restaurant. It comes well, to you. Depends how picky you are. Yeah, it depends on... I was a very picky <laughs> oh, child. Well, you have to... I guess you have to wait for the, the one you want to come. That's true, yeah. Yeah, these look more like products, I guess, on this ledge. More advertising. Yeah, I guess so. Are those like space heaters or something? <laughs> Which ones? The like the big ones, I guess they are. Yeah, I I wonder. Yeah, or like big console radios or something. I don't know. Mm. Looks like a flower bouquet too well that's weird doesn't look very earthquake safe no (laughs) well they're supposed to be like this is an analog for uh cincinnati right that's Mm. true i just i think about these things more having spent most of my life in california or japan yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's always somewhere near the top of your mind (laughs) go into the room That could fall on me. (laughs) Where? What am I going to crouch under? Yeah. So, how would you write Fred's resume? Uh, yeah, I wonder. I've worked worked here before. (laughs) But he's not very good at selling himself. No, he's not. No. There's like a moment. I talked about this last week, but there's a moment later on in the movie where Fred leaves and leaves all the stuff behind for his parents and his dad pulls out this certificate that's like oh this man has great valor and was a great comrade to all of his men or something it's like this award that the u.s army gave him to tell him how great he is as a person and as a leader but he just never talks about it yeah i mean but what job would that fireman i guess (laughs) Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like raw physical bravery. Like I don't know what where you put that on a resume. Yeah, unless you're in the fire. De- yeah, I guess like fireman would be. Yeah, I mean he's. Uh, I guess the, you know once I read up on what this Norden Palm site is, I mean he's operated like a very finicky, sophisticated. Yeah, sophisticated piece of technology. It might even be peaky. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> right so i could imagine like going to you know like a factory shop floor yeah, like saying factory. hey you know if you need somebody who can operate some drill press or some other big thing that needs to be adjusted precisely or like taking a print and ship at like a an auto shop or something like that yeah, there you go hmm. explosive customer service <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah yeah, if I used a Norden bombsite, I think I can handle a soda fountain. <laughs> yeah, I think I can do a little bit more than pour some folks some soda with some ice cream. <laughs> so, Jack, had you seen this movie before? No, this is the first time I'd seen it. Had you heard about it or anything? I think I'd, I've heard of it, but um, I didn't know much about it. So this is pretty much my first experience with it. Thoughts on uh, Fred? Yeah. Thoughts on Fred? Um yeah, like you said, he's not very good at selling himself or communicating in general, but seems like a decent fella. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the way he looks out for Homer and everything, I think, shows his, he's got a good character. Yeah. But, yeah, he doesn't 
Well, I mean, I guess that's the point of the whole movie is the trouble that they're having getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. And yeah, he's been through a lot, but he doesn't know how to express that to people. Yeah, he's like really weirdly, he's humble, but in a really cold way, which is a weird thing to say. But like usually when people are humble, it's like to make other people feel better. But he's just kind of... I guess, like, not confident in himself would be a better way to describe it. But he, even when um the other guys applaud him for being a captain, Fred just very quickly brushes it off and is like, oh, I didn't really do much. I just got lucky or, or I was just doing what I was told or stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know what he expects. He talks about how much he made or does that the next minute? That is the next minute. That's yeah. the next okay, minute. That's oh my god, minute. spoilers. Okay. Talk about that. That's wow. <laughs> Jeez, Richard. God. <laughs> okay. I'll save it. Uh, it reminds me of me and most of my friends when we graduated college. We kind of expected something to happen. But, you know, yeah, really yeah. nothing happened. For sure. Yeah. Like, oh, I've finished college. I'm set for life. Yeah. I'll be fine. And then <laughs> it's like, oh. Time to sit back and wait for those job offers to come rolling in. Wait for the money to just come rolling in. and Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's trying to get a job, but he's not giving this guy much to work with either. Yeah. In terms of, like, all I know how to do is drop bombs. Sorry. Give me a job that pays as much as the one I did operating a sophisticated computing system. Yeah. While being shot at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> High stress environment. That's what I'm good with. <laughs> and at thirty thousand feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> high altitudes, high stress. He's too used to being in an environment where people are like, Where can I use this guy? <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else for this minute? Yeah. Um, so I think is it this minute where they talk about Sticky? Yeah. Oh yeah. His name is like Clarence? Clarence, I think. Clarence? Clarence. How do you get from Clarence to Sticky? You know what? That's a good question. I guess when I heard Sticky, I thought that maybe he was like Sticky Fingers, like oh, yeah. he was stealing stuff. <laughs> but probably not if I he's was, been promoted. I was, th- <laughs> I was thinking more maybe he was clumsy with the soda. Yeah. So he would spill the soda ah, and then it would yeah, get right. his hands would get sticky or something like that. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I just thought that was, it's a fun nickname to, like, Sticky, but going from Clarence to Sticky is, like, really bizarre, because those two names have totally different vibes, you know? Yeah, it's not a name-based nickname, it's a situational It's a nickname. situational, <laughs> inside joke-based name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, let's hope it has to do with the soda and not something. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! it occurred to me, yes. That's something we, we wouldn't be able to discuss on a PG podcast. Yeah. Mm. Back in high school, this guy just wouldn't give it a rest. <laughs> okay. That's all I had. I just thought yeah, it would... On that note. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, you got anything else? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right. Listeners, you can find the Best Minute Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and probably whatever podcast platform Google has operating by the time this is published, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. Social media is available at Butch's Place, the Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe on Facebook, 
and on Twitter at the best minutes. You can find uh, Ghibli Minutes at, at Ghibli Minute on Twitter. And Jack? You can find Reopening the Wormhole at reopeningthewormhole.com. All right. And uh, we're also on Facebook. Great. Okay, listeners, please join us here next time on the Best Minutes Podcast. Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.